Good afternoon and welcome back to the Risk Report with Roman the Stoic. Today is Tuesday, March 30th, and we are on episode number 31. Welcome back, motherfuckers. I hope you've enjoyed these past podcasts. Um, I know I've been having a good fucking time doing them. And uh, here we are again, another Tuesday timeline. Uh, I'm going to go over some of the stories of today. And, you know, we'll talk about the controversies and all that shit that's going on right now. <clears throat> Even though I'm kind of ahead of the ball because yesterday one, I was, I called out some shit that's happening today. You know, like a fucking Nostradamus, right? Like a new age Nostradamus. Um, Yeah, we're just going to go over some bullshit today. Um, Not much, you know. Um, we've got that fight between Jake Paul and Ben Askren heating up, right? That's, that's going to happen on April 17th, I believe. Let me double check that for you. Ben Askren and Jake Paul. So we got a, uh, wrestler versus a YouTuber turned boxer. And, um, Looks like Ben Askren even put out a video of like a Rocky montage of him training and shit for the fight. And look, I mean, Ben Askren, he got knocked out by Jorge Masvidal and that shadow's kind of been haunting him for a little bit. Or at least if it's not personally haunting him, you know, through social media and shit, he just can't escape it. Just like Jake Paul can't escape the shadow of being the YouTuber, right? And so I honestly believe that that... Both of them have a lot to prove in this fight. You know, on Ben's Askren stance, it's like he's got to prove that he's a fucking athlete. He's he's a wrestler. He's a but now now not only that, now he's stepping into the boxing ring and he's trying to prove that although he's not a boxer, he's gonna, you know, box him. He's gonna beat him. Um and so we'll see, man. It's an interesting matchup, and I know that. The, that Jake Paul is 3-0 and in boxing. So, and I've seen the fights, and I've seen him throw the hands, and, and the man can throw hands. And But I saw the uh, press conference between Jake Paul and Ben Askren and just kind of the exchanges and, and you know, um, you know, Jake Paul was really just trying to somehow get under Ben Askren's skin by just – being being pretty much a bully, right? Being pretty much what he is, and but I don't know, man. It didn't seem to to phase Ben Askren, and 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 Askren's got like this, you know, more of a level headed approach in this um in this uh, what is it the the face off or whatever that they had <clears throat> the press conference, and then uh, you know Jake Paul was just ragging on on Askren the whole time just cracking on him and and talking mad shit and you know you could see it where like there's times where you just don't have to say anything all right there's times where you know being quiet and being silent is probably the most confident thing you could do um you know there were times where Jake Paul would be he wouldn't he just wouldn't let Ben Askren finish a sentence and whenever Ben would say something he's like oh I forgot to laugh (laughs) and just like do this like yeah just this kind of immature like picking on you type thing like a not a just not a mature thing you could really see the difference 
in in level of maturity between the two. And Jake Paul's around maybe my age. How old is that kid? He's I think he's younger. So the fight is on April 17th, 2021. Um, he is three years younger than me. He was born in 1997. Um, it looked like Jake Paul is the bigger man. Um height-wise and everything, or maybe it was because he was wearing these big-ass boots and Ben Askren was wearing fucking (laughs) flip-flops. And it's like, I guess with the flip-flop thing, it's like back in the day, it was always like, why would someone wear flip-flops? Like, guys wear flip-flops with the jeans. It's like, dude, if if something happened, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to fucking kick the thing out? You're going to fucking, you know, throw the flip-flop at their face or something, that chancleta like the fucking Spanish moms do, right? Is that what you're going to use those for? Other than that, I I just see you tripping on your fucking flip-flops, right? On that thong for your foot, right? You're slipping on that. So it was, but it also kind of shows the confidence and the calmness that he had there. And so when they were uh, doing the whole, you know, face-to-face at the end of the press conference, uh, he was still, you know, Jake Paul still talking shit, talking shit. And, and at one point, Ben Askren, before he walked away, just fucking shoved his hand in Jake Paul's face, which is usually a huge fucking no-no, right? You don't fucking touch the other guy when you're facing off. You're supposed to keep it together. You know what I mean? Um, So he shoved him in the face, and Jake Paul, you could see him. He kind of loses. He gets a little emotional, and he pushes him. But at that point, Ben Askren was already walking away. He pushed him, and he walked away, and and then Jake Paul pushes his back and and Ben Askren just kind of walks it off. And so, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't take anything away from Jake Paul, you know, and I I honestly think it it's going to be somewhat even. You know what I mean? It's going to be somewhat even. And I guess for fights and all that, they want to you want to sell it and you want to really hype it up by I don't know, talking as much shit as, as like like McGregor used to, but at the end of the day, it sometimes it really just it really just comes back to bite you. And the best thing it seems like you could do from my observations for these post fights and pre fights and all that is just be fucking calm, man. Be as calm as possible, be as cool and as collected as possible, and and you'll be able to get into somebody's head that way too, you know, or you can just try and do what Conor McGregor used to do and get in people's fucking heads so well, like he would just fucking throw you off and piss you off so much. But at a certain point, it wore off, right? (coughs) And with McGregor, it's... It could be all the time off he had and all that. You know, he really was a great fighter and still is a great fighter, but it could have been a lot of that time off that kind of um, maybe, uh, you know, toned down that fire he had inside of him. And Ben Askren is kind of coming off of something that could totally tone down the the bit of fire in you is that fucking gnarly knockout by Jorge Masvidal. Was it two years ago where Jorge uh, Masvidal fucking need him at the beginning of the fight? Brand Askren went for a takedown. Jorge Masvidal just shoved his knee in his face and fucking clean cut knocked him out. Scary knockout, right? Terrifying fucking knockout. So these two guys are fighting, right? We got April 17th. It's going to be a boxing match between Ben Askren and Jake Paul looks like in Atlanta, Georgia, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. 
And uh, look, I mean, this type of stuff, these guys aren't even boxers and they're boxing, right? And and these are the biggest boxing, you know, fights up now is like the Paul brothers and stuff. It's uh, it's pretty wild, you know? Um, but what do I know? I don't know shit. I don't know shit about fucking boxing and fighting and MMA, you know, other than the hands I got, right? And, and my experiences. But um, I've always been a fan of, of fighting, you know, ever since I was maybe, I think I saw UFC when I was maybe 13, 12 for the first time. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is fucking nuts, right? I was into that shit, dude. I was heavily in the UFC and, and it got me to be a wrestler in high school, my freshman and sophomore year. And so, you know, I was, I was really into it and um, I still love watching the fights every Saturday, you know? going to one of the bars or something and just and watching some of these fights. <clears throat> and the last fight that, that happened uh, last Saturday was tremendous. Uh, what was it? Nogunawa getting the, the heavyweight title from Stipe Miocic. Uh, yeah, Stipe. And um, yeah, man, scary knockout. Just absolutely crazy force punch that fucking knocked a giant heavyweight champion the the he had he had held it the longest right stipe had held the the heavyweight title the longest and he just got put to sleep man um and that fight also a tremendous knockout was uh sugar sean o'malley great great to see sugar sean o'malley that's another young kid sean o'malley has got to be younger than jake paul he's got to be or maybe around the same age He's twelve. He's he's uh, my age, dude. He was born in nineteen ninety four. He's twenty six. Uh, no, he should be, he should be twenty seven now, right? He's five eleven, and um, bantamweight division. So, yeah, he won that fight uh, in the third round, and he had hurt this dude Thomas Almeida quite a bit throughout it through a fucking. Uh, kick to the face. I mean, just just absolutely had really hurt this guy in many occasions, and this guy just showed how fucking tough he was by not giving up and and really getting into the third round. And and then Sugar Sean just had that right. I don't know if I think it was a left hand that got him, and then he kind of he fell back, and the ref didn't stop it. And, Sh- and Sugar Sean kind of looked at the ref like, okay, bam, hit, <laughs> hit him one more time, and that's it. Um, yeah. So I love watching that dude fight because he's, you know, it's almost like when John Jones first came out and when, um, you know, maybe even a guy like Anderson Silver or something first came out, it's like, you're seeing the style of somebody way different, way new. You know, most dudes we come, we come out with fucking, we got the hands, we're, we're ready to face you. We're ready to take you down, you know? Very, I think very rarely is someone expecting a full 360 degree kick to your face, right? That's kind of hard to pull off, but can be very, very dangerous when pulled off and when practiced for years and years and years. So, you know, Sean O'Malley, I'm going to call that he's going to be the bantamweight champion at some point. At some point, and his record right now is 13 and 1. 13 wins, 1 loss. Um, for this 27 year old 
and uh, and his one loss, it looked like uh, looked like he was having uh, body issues or something. It was like his, I think his ankle got rolled or something happened with his leg. I forgot what it was, man. I saw it in the fight. It was kind of devastating to see because it's like he like stepped back and rolled his ankle. You know, it was like his ankle gave out or something, and you know. But at the end of the day, it's fights and. You know, these people train their fucking hearts off and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, only one man's going to win and anything can fucking happen in a fight. And so, you know, like this, uh, Ben Askren, Jake Paul thing, anything can fucking happen. Really? Jake Paul could totally win this, you know, he could totally win this, but so could Ben Askren. I don't know. I see them going. I'm. I see them going at it for a while. You know, unless unless maybe Ben Askren might have a, a weaker chin now or something from getting so, such a vicious knockout on him. He might have a weaker chin. But the dude's been wrestling his whole life and fighting his whole life. You know, uh, that's a tough guy. That's a tough guy. And Jake Paul is a tough guy for, you know, removing himself from. I would say a uh, plus your life of of being an internet celebrity and not not settling for that, not settling for just being that. The dude is following his dreams, whether he's an asshole or whatever, whether he's just being the bully about it. I think it's because you know with, with fighting you get it twisted. These you know like guys like Conor McGregor and and you see the meteoric rise and the fame and the popularity of a guy that talks shit and and executes when he's talking shit, right? And so I think it could be a lot of that. It could be a lot of the pressures of of having so many people know who you are and this and that, right? And follow you and whatever. But but the kid, the both both of the brothers, since they're both fighting, um, they don't got to do that, right? They're doing it because they want to do it. They're they're following some sort of passion, some whatever the fuck it is they want to accomplish. They're they're doing it. So that makes them dangerous too, man. That totally makes them dangerous. I am I'm gonna fucking watch it. I'm going to fucking watch it. Um, What else, man? Oh, fucking, I wanted to talk about this in previous podcasts, and I haven't been able to because I always kind of forget. But I wanted to talk about why the fuck, when you order a piece of furniture from Amazon or whatever, you know, if it's a table, let's use the kitchen table that we got, this little, like, you know, two-person table, we, me and my girl, <clears throat> and the chairs, right? Um, nice, nice white table, cheap, whatever. looks nice. Um, everything we got to put together comes with the fucking Allen keys, right? It's 2021. Why am I screwing fucking bolts and nuts with, uh, uh, and screws with a fucking Allen key? Why can't you just give me half of the Allen key or something? The, the, whatever fucking piece it needs. And I can put that into the electric drill that I bought and spent money on. And we got that fucking chair done in a second, right? No, instead I got to spend fucking 15 minutes twirling the fucking Allen key. Like it's 1896, right? It took me fucking damn near two hours to put the table and two chairs together because I'm over here spending fucking 20 minutes each on each fucking screw. Um, yeah, what's up with that? I've been wondering about that. 
why we're in 2021, why we're in the 21st century, and I'm still screwing things in with my hands like I'm a fucking Neanderthal. <laughs> Neanderthalus big dickus. <laughs> That's the species I've originated from, Neanderthalus big dickus. <laughs> um, speaking of 1896, though, I started watching this show on HBO called The Alienist. Let's look that up. The Alienist. Great show. Little pretty fucking dark. Not even gonna say a little dark. It's pretty fucking dark. Um it is a show on HBO and it is a psychological thriller um set in that late 1800s era. Um early into the 1900s. You see that kind of dirty fucking grimy New York City set in New York City. And it's basically about this like psychologist uh, who's this very wealthy psychologist doctor. And he has a school for children, kind of like fucking Professor X, right? Like Xavier or whatever from X-Men. He's got this school for troubled children. And, um, you know, he's pretty progressive for his time in the fact that he's like treating children, but he's not blaming these children for their problems and like, you know, one mom was bringing her daughter in and she was like, uh, she won't stop touching herself. Right. It's this little teenage girl who just figured out about whatever masturbation. And she's like bringing her in and she's like, the priests say I should uh, beat it out of her and all this stuff. And he's like, he's like, ma'am, your daughter's just, you know, growing up. She's just, you know, coming to terms with being a woman and, and figuring out, uh, pleasures and this and that. And there's nothing to be ashamed or worried about. You know, we will, we will watch over her and blah, 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 blah. Right. More progressive. And over here, they fucking want to beat the shit out of her. Right. Cause this girl keeps fucking flicking her bag or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyways, he takes in children that whose parents think their, their kids are fucked up in some ways and in some ways they are. And so he, he helps these children out. And I guess in that time there were a lot of these like young male prostitutes, uh, in New York city, right. These like gay young male prostitutes that, um, I guess we're getting killed. Like there's a serial killer. So it's a serial killer show. And, uh, it's basically about this psychologist working, um, with the police department, or at least trying to work with the police department to develop new ways of kind of catching it, you know, catching these serial killers. Um, cause the police department is just taking these records of, yeah, this kid got killed. He was a prostitute, whatever, throw it to the side. Right. And this guy was looking into it as like, okay, there's a pattern here. There's the same guys fucking killing these kids and blah, 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 blah. And so it's a, it's a phenomenal show. It's real fucking dark. Um, but the acting in it is, is great. And, um, you know, it looks like they got two seasons of it and yeah, it's pretty fucking tight. I, I only watched two episodes of it. Um, but here, let's see the best-selling book by Caleb Carr on the basis of the alienist psychological thriller set amongst the vast wealth and extreme poverty and technological innovations of 1896 New York. A never before seen ritualistic killer is responsible for the gruesome murders of boy prostitutes. Uh, newly appointed police commissioner Theodore Roosevelt calls upon criminal psychologist Dr. Laszlo Chrysler. 
Newspaper illustrator John Moore and the police department secretary, secretary, Jesus, can't fucking read, huh? Secretary Sarah Howard to conduct the investigation in secret. <clears throat> so the brilliant uh, obsessive Chrysler is known as an alienist, one who studies mental pathologies and the deviant behavior behaviors of those who are alienated from themselves and from society. His job, along with the controversial views, makes him a social pariah in some circles. But helped by a band of outsiders, Chrysler's tireless efforts eventually answer the question behind what makes a man into a murderer. Um, yeah, good show. And I love a, I love a good show. I uh, love a good dark gritty show where everyone's fucking dressed to the nines, right? Where everyone's fucking bam dappered up. Even Dakota Fanning, Dakota Fanning's the secretary. Um, and even she fucking is dressed to the T. Um, so yeah, the alienist on HBO, check that out. Um, Let's go over let's go over the Tuesday timeline, huh? So we've had um looks like there's a couple dog food recalls. And uh I'm just gonna fucking say it out. If your brand is on the list, change it up, right? A couple dog food recalls that are apparently given salmonella to dogs. Can you believe that? Um, I thought dogs fucking tongues could kill everything, right? They, they eat everything. Um, all right. So March 27th, 2021 Midwestern pet, pet foods, uh, earthborn holistic pro pack sport mix. Uh, looks like they are on the recall list and other brands. I'm clicking that now. Wow. That's a lot. Anything earthborn holistic, unrefined venture, Meridian Pro Pack Sport Mix and Wholesome's uh, Sports Trails. Any of those fucking um, dog food brands, don't do it. Okay, what else we got? Bravo Packing Incorporated, all products. All products from Bravo um, Dog Packing are on recall. So... All all dog products from Bravo Packing and Midwestern Pet Foods Incorporated. The same thing, Sport Mix, Pro Pack, and none better. So any of those, just uh, fuck it. Avoid it, right? Go go get blue or whatever. Start fucking cooking for your dog. <laughs> uh, you know, we're in we're in America over here. We might as well start cooking steak for our dogs. Right? We let them sleep on the bed. We let them fucking live in the house, not pay any rent. We might as well start cooking food for them, right? And serving it out a plate for them. <laughs> but yeah, no, if you, if you fucking using those uh, dog food brands, maybe go out and buy it, buy something different for a little bit. Cause it looks like uh, they had some major, major recalls. Um, and then another, let's go over the next one complex. So this is, Kevin Gates Lamborghini got struck in an LA car accident. So hopefully Kevin Gates is okay. It says uh, Complex Magazine. Uh, Jesus, fucking ads really pissed me off. All right. 
Kevin Gates was involved in a serious car crash on Monday. Law enforcement sources tell TMZ a woman driving a Toyota Prius ran a red light and smashed into Gates' Lamborghini SUV. The impact was severe enough to force Gates' truck to spin out of control before stopping nearly 100 feet from the initial impact. Damn, that must have been a hard fucking crash. Uh, A bystander caught the aftermath of the crash in the footage. Gates can be seen talking to the other driver in the intersection before the police arrives. So it looks, he's standing, he's up, he's chilling. Let's see here. I don't know what he, I don't know what he's saying though. I think I fucking had so I'm not even going to do it. Anyways, I'll keep reading. Uh, the crash comes on the heels of the Gates surprise mixtape, only, gen- only the General's Part 2, which was released in February. He recorded the project while spending time in Puerto Rico, which served as inspiration. They call Puerto Rico La Isla del Encanto, Gates said in a statement, which means the island of enchantment. The energy is beautiful here. My inspiration in going there was the people and my family. They talk about it with spirit. There's magic to it. The music I made in Puerto Rico is like no other. The island makes you move with energy, and I could feel my grandmother's spirit around me. It's just where the fuck I came from. There you go. So look at that. Kevin Gates, we're we're brothers. <clears throat> All right, I'm a um, Puerto Rican man, born and raised. And I can attest to that. There's magic there, dude. It's a vibe, for sure. For sure. And musically speaking, it's a total fucking vibe. A lot of history comes from Puerto Rico as far as entertainment. Actors, uh, singers, rappers, reggaeton artists, artists, activists, uh, politicians, you name it. Okay? Very influential what a, what a tiny little island in, in the speck of the world could really have on shit, entertainment, bro. People are still tripping about J-Lo and her fucking ass, right? This 54-year-old woman and her fucking ass. And, hey, it's that Puerto Rican ass, right? <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah, dude. It is what it is. Uh, there's a lot of fucking magic in Puerto Rico for sure. And honestly, that sounds like something I would love to do. Go back there, record a fucking album. And I totally could do that. Um, I'm actually thinking about going back to Puerto Rico this summer to visit family and show my girl, you know, kind of where I grew up and everything. Um, so hopefully Kevin Gates is okay. That was the end of the article. So we're going to move past another one. And hope you know, it looked like he was standing outside of the outside of the vehicle and talking to somebody and so he's okay. Um, another SpaceX spaceship prototype explodes joining Starship graveyard in Texas after the exciting test Starship SN 11 launched Tuesday morning from Texas, but did not survive its landing. SpaceX launched another ship spaceship prototype Starship spaceship prototype I'm sorry Tuesday morning into a foggy dark Texas sky but like three other test vehicles it did not survive the landing the launch for SpaceX's future Mars spaceship came a day after the test flight was postponed SpaceX has plenty of goals when taking its future spaceship on six mile high test flights from texas but as the company prepares to try again with new starship prototypes the goal of keeping the shiny prototype in one piece loomed larger yeah they've been trying um 
Elon Musk replied, a high production rate solves many ills. At least the creator is in the right place. All right, so the live stream of the test from SpaceX came from, from views inside the spaceship or near one of the flaps used to control the vehicle's descent. However, about six minutes into the test, the video went black before coming back to show SN11's Raptor engines, and then it froze. A short while later, SpaceX engineer and the webcast jo host John Insprucker, Insprucker confirmed SN11 would not be landing today. Uh, the fog. All right. Starship is not coming back. Don't wait for the landing. We do not. We do appear to have lost all the data from the vehicle and the team of course is away from the landing pad. Uh, he ended the webcast by saying as always an exciting time in the starship. Uh, the fog shielded the explosion, but live streams from YouTubers Lab Padre and the Everyday Astronaut showed a bright flash. Musk tweeted Friday, SpaceX is doing our best to land and fully recover. To fully recover would mean SN11 survives the landing and does not explode post-landing, which happened after the most recent test. A high production rate, uh, solves many ills as we just read that right. So did it, so did it fucking explode on the way back or what? I don't get what I'm fucking reading. Did it explode in the sky? Is it gone in the sky? Did it explode on the way back down or before landing? What happened? What the fuck happened? Um, so in December, yeah, 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 yeah. SpaceX almost nailed it during the most recent test flight with SN10. The Starship prototype launched and successfully ended, but then exploded a few minutes later. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they're going to keep working on it, it looks like. They're going to keep fucking working on it because, you know, you're trying to bring these motherfuckers back. First off, you're trying to take them so goddamn far to Mars safely than to land on a planet we've never fucking really landed on. Um, it's a lot of variables to solve, man. How do you study that? How do you study another planet and um, prepare to go there without having gone there? One could say uh, astral projection. <laughs> You could astro project up there. Um, all right. Or you could do the little fucking beam like Rick and Morty, right? Like Rick Sanchez. So Rick and Morty season five trailer prepares us for the June premiere. So Adult Swim also announces a Rick and Morty day. Uh, you never quite know when Rick and Morty will return from a hiatus for a new season. So, hey, just so you know, Rick and Morty is returning from a hiatus for a new season. Adult Swim announced on Tuesday that season five of Damn, they put Damn Harmon and Justin Rowland's uh, animated comedy will debut on June 20th. The kickoff for a new season will also beget Rick and Morty Day, which promises sneak peeks behind the uh, scenes footage and special surprise across TV, digital, and social. So that's what June, June 20th is going to be Rick and Morty Day. All right, so new Rick and Morty's coming back. Um, look at this. Uh, reminds fans that all four seasons of the show are currently streaming on HBO Max. That's right, because HBO has all the fucking 
Adult Swim and um, Cartoon Network. Shit. All right, more entertainment news. Disney Plus unveils the Obi-Wan Kenobi cast. Um, joining Owen McGregor and Hayden Christensen in the series are Moses Ingram, Joel Edgerton, Bonnie Piese, Kumali Kanjani, Indra Varma, Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Sung Kang, Simone Kessel, and Benny Safdie. Um, the return of Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader in the new series was announced in December. Obi-Wan Kenobi will be directed by Deborah Chow, whose credits include two episodes on the Mandalorian, and uh, they do not have an official premiere date yet. <coughs> That's going to be a sick one. I was, I'm still way bigger of a fan of the Star Wars that came out when I was a kid than the fucking old Star Wars or the new Star Wars. It's all about fucking Hayden Christensen as, as Anakin Skywalker and fucking Owen McGregor as Kenobi. And what was it? Uh, and fucking Qui-Gon Jinn, um, Liam Neeson, all right? And Jar Jar Binks, right? Those were the best fucking movies. Hands down, those were the best movies because CGI got way better. And... Um, and I don't know, just the storytelling in it, I think, was better than these new ones. You know, the the, the new one, the newest one, right? The What was the movie that came out with the fucking, I don't even know what it was called. Fuck, dude. The last fucking Star Wars. Um, Didn't it feel like it was just going so fast? Like, you know, granted, I'm fucking stoned watching these things and shit, but... Didn't it feel like it was going so fast, like it was just going through the movie like way too fast and didn't really explain what the fuck was going on. He was finding some artifacts. He was flying over there. Shit's happening. Way I was like, what the fuck is going on in that last movie? You know, so hopefully maybe these guys kind of bring that, that old Star Wars, that early 2000s era that was just so hard, man. That shit went hard, right? You are the chosen one, right? You are supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them, right? <laughs> right? I remember my dad, and I was getting into my preteen years, and me and my dad were fucking arguing so much, and he was like, you see what anger does to you, right? He was trying to, <laughs> he was trying to fucking make me seem like I was going to turn into Darth Vader. And he wasn't wrong, because all I do is wear black and breathe really fucking heavily. Um, so, all right. The shit that I called out from yesterday's podcast, Nike sues mischief, the creators of the sneakers with human blood, better known as Satan's shoes. And look on second, on, on second look, shoes go pretty hard. <laughs> shoes look pretty hard. I wear all black. It's got a nice little bit of red. Don't look too bad. I could do without the fucking pentagram on the on the laces because I feel like that would just be kind of annoying to kind of walk around with that thing kind of hitting your fucking, you know, the top of your foot every fucking two seconds. But um, they don't look so bad. Um, yeah, looks like they're fucking suing them, and I called it. I was like reading the the Nike and Mischief. They're putting out this fucking little or not Nike, sorry, rapper Lil Nas X and Mischief are putting out the this Nike collab. Of they bought these fucking shoes, and 
Uh, they put human blood in them, right? <laughs> and uh, Satan's shoes, right? To kind of promote that fucking video that that had everybody's head spinning, right? Like The Exorcist, right? No pun intended. Um, and I knew it. I was reading it. I was like, dude, they are gonna sue these fucking guys. Um, so, so let's see, uh, Satan shoes were a collaboration of the startup mischief and the rapper Lil Nas X. And if you guys didn't know, I fucking <clears throat> went over it in yesterday's podcast. So check that one out. I actually kind of ripped them pretty, pretty good. Um, looks like they have the, uh, actual court document, the, the complaint that they sent to mischief production studio incorporated. Common law trademark infringement, um, trademark delusion and violation of the 15th, whatever, trademark infringement, false design, false designation of origins. <clears throat> you know, and yeah, dude, Nike, see, pretty intense to fucking uh, mess with a conglomerate corporation. Footwear is already out of stock on the brand's website. There's only 600 of them. 666, right? Yeah, fucking 666, brother. Um, yeah. Fucking watch Lil Nicky. How about that? Grab a pair of those shoes, put on Lil Nicky, smoke a fucking joint out of some Bible papers, right? <laughs> the world is tripping, right? Uh, the world is tripping. And look, I said, I expressed my things on, on yesterday's podcast about, I feel like, you know, as an artist, I feel like people should kind of, when they reach a certain level, kind of realize the effect and the magnitude that what they say and what they do uh, of how it kind of shapes people. And, um, you know, now kind of thinking about it, it's whatever, right? Lil Nas X, uh, Sucking a little devil dick is whatever, bro. Whatever, dude. Fucking weird? Yeah. All right? It's fucking weird. Um, But look at all the other entertainment and all this other bullshit we got. We got a show called Lucifer. <laughs> we got a show called Lucifer, and they make a, a likable Satan, right? It's like kind of a it's kind of a miss on the show. It's like, dude, you should have made him way harder, right? You should have made him like way of a tougher dude, not this fucking... Not this fucking guy. Although he plays a great Lucifer. Great actor. <clears throat> and uh, I was into that show for a little bit too. But, you know, it's it's whatever, dude. You know, people can get all up in arms. What I'm up in arms about, not even really. I'm not even really up in arms. I don't give a fuck, dude. I could give a shit. What I was saying yesterday, though, is like, these artists, you know, Lil Nas X and Cardi B and, and all this is like, just, just, just be mindful of what you're saying. And, and, you know, like this dude is still a young dude, right? He hasn't really figured out his own shit yet. He's still a young dude. So what he's thinking now and how he's feeling now could totally be way different in 10 years. And then that's just something he's going to have to reflect on, but maybe he'll give a fuck. Maybe he won't, you know what I mean? It's, it's whatever. Right. But it's just interesting how, how this is all shaping and, you know, whatever. I knew you guys were going to get fucking sued for these shoes, man. You're, you're out here promoting it for Nike and, and Nike's like, what the fuck is this, dude? 
<laughs> what is this? You guys need to sign contracts with us to do this. <clears throat> Right, you need to involve Nike. You can't just buy Nike shoes, make them your own, and then sell them off. And it's like, oh, I already paid for them, right? No, Nike's not gonna let that slide. They got the fucking check on them, and Nike's gonna sue you because you got the fucking check on them. Um, because they want their cut, and although they might not want to fucking put their their name and be attached to, well, we weren't, we didn't know about this design and this and that. This is how they're getting the cut from the shoes, boy. They don't give a fuck about it. They just care about that paper, bro. They just care about that paper. Um, but now on to some more serious news. I looked up um, the George Floyd, Derek Chavon case, right? Derek Chavon is now on trial. And it says Chavon 45 uh, pleaded not guilty. And faces up to 40 years in prison if convicted on the most serious charge. <clears throat> former, former Minneapolis policeman Derek Chavon squeezed the life out of George Floyd while joining other officers in arresting him in la last May. So it was a year ago. Prosecutor told jurors in his opening statement at Chavon's murder trial in a heavily fortified courthouse on Monday. Chavon's lead attorney, Eric Nelson, said in his opening statement that the former officer followed his police training. So his police training was to sit on somebody, kneel on somebody's face and neck for nine to ten minutes. That's police training. That sounds like fucking pussy ass dude training. Okay. That sounds like a piece of shit person training. Okay. What fucking training? All right. If that's the case then people should be looking into the Minneapolis Police Department and seeing how, how cops are being trained, all right? Because that is a, you know, the dude did not resist. He did not make a fuss, you know, and he, and he paid this with his life. And now a human, that's a human being that, you know, unfortunately lost his life over some fucking bullshit because some fucking guy's on a power trip. All right. Jerry Blackwell, a prosecutor with the Minnesota Attorney General's office, told jurors that officers who wear Minneapolis ba uh, police badge pledged to never use unnecessary force or violence. You will learn that on May 25th, Mr. Derek Chavon, Chavin, whatever the fuck your name is, you piece of shit, Mr. Derek piece of shit, right? Um, betrayed his badge when he used excessive and unreasonable force upon the body of George Floyd. So that was Blackwell who, that was Jerry Blackwell, a prosecutor at the attorney general's office who addressed the jury for, for that. Um, he displayed a still image from the bystander cell phone of, Sh of Siobhan, who is white, with his knee on the neck of Floyd, a 46-year-old black man in handcuffs, saying it showed Siobhan's grinding and crushing him until the very breath. No, ladies and gentlemen, the very life was squeezed out of him. Horrible, man. Horrible. How can, how can a person be so cruel and insensitive? 
How can a person be so cruel and insensitive to kneel on somebody's fucking neck while they are, you know, in handcuffs? He's going to rot in prison. He's going to rot in prison. And he'd probably kill himself in prison, honestly. 45-year-old white man who fucking killed a, a black dude, a cop. Who killed a black dude? Who killed George Floyd? Right. Um, but going into the prison, it's going to be, dude. You're, he's done. Um, it's been a long time coming. A gospel choir sang on Sunday evening as euphoric prayer service attended by Floyd's relatives at a church a few blocks uh, east of the deadly arrest. <clears throat> Yeah. You know, it's sad, man. And and I usually, I don't fucking usually talk about this stuff on social medias or anything like that. I don't, I don't talk about this stuff because it's like, what more can I say that, that people haven't said already? Right. What more can I say? Is it terrible thing that continues to happen? has happened in the past, continues to happen. And I understand that cops have a dangerous job and that things can get real fucking sketchy real quick. And there's people out there that'll kill cops. But we've seen that video. And we've seen the circumstances of that whole thing that went down. And, um, you know, what about the other cops, right? What about the other cops that were around him? You know, why did nobody just fucking tap this guy on the shoulder? Like, dude, what are you doing? Put him in the car. What are you doing? Get him up. That, I mean, plain, plain and in view, that is a racist man. That is a racist piece of shit man who deserves to rot in prison for the rest of his life. You know. And he knows it's coming. That guy knows it's fucking coming. You know, it's... It's sad that somebody could be a victim of that. And it still happens, right, with Breonna Taylor and and all these other circumstances of, you know, people of color getting fucking killed by the people that are supposed to protect us, right? Sometimes protect us from ourselves, right? That's why we arrest people. It's because we want to protect them from the harm that they might do around us. So why? Does someone have to lose their life for a nonviolent crime? You know, it really is. It's crazy. What it what it what we need is is police reform. What we need is is, yeah. A reform of how we choose and and train our officers. Because this shit can't keep 
happening. You know, this shit can't keep happening. And, um, you know, things were way worse before. Obviously, in the 60s, 40s, 30s, you know, and 1800s and slavery and everything. Things were things were worse, way worse. But things are still fucking happening. And clearly, we need to do something about it. I don't know what, right? I don't know what to do about it. Other than, I guess, voice my concerns, voice my opinions along with everyone else and and hopefully we can you know steer those that make these fucking big decisions without us to consider us <clears throat> but again you know i i feel like i'm way out of my depth on a subject like this because I don't understand, you know, I can't understand and fathom the fact that somebody would sit on somebody and, and do just just that, just what they said, squeeze the life out of somebody. I can't, you know, I can't even imagine that. You know, it's like. And it's like also like people that want to go to war, right? People that, you know, how many how many people you fucking knew growing up that just wanted to go to the army and go to war? I'm not knocking people that do that. I'm not knocking soldiers who protect and and serve America, right? Not knocking that down. But if you are wanting and yearning to go to another country to, to to do what your country's asking you to do which is kill people you know that's a fucking problem i you know i just can't fathom taking anybody's fucking life that's why i can't relate to most of hip hop right now right Everyone waving guns in your face and shit and fucking music videos. I can't relate to that. Never have I ever wanted to take somebody's life. Self-defense, that's another thing. But still, be fucking horrible to live with. And I think as a country, we're just so fucking desensitized to violence and sex and, and racism. You know, we see it so much that it just desensitizes people, you know, with these shootings and this and that. I mean, you cannot deny, you cannot deny that these, these people are white. (laughs) These people are fucking white, dude. These people shooting up places, shooting up schools, malls, this, that. The officers murdering people, white, white dudes. Because you know what it is? White people have this fucking complex and this entitlement. It stems down generations and generations. (coughs) And although white people 
are mostly, you know, removed <coughs> from their ancestry, right? We're all mixed and we're all mixed, you know, and, and, and what I'm trying to get at is that, you know, even though you're so far removed from, from certain generations of yours, you know, you can't deny that, you know, white people have been racist for most of humanity. Most of humanity. And they have put themselves at the hierarchy, right? And they've fucked anybody of color for most of our existence, most of our history, right? What do we what do we learn about in history is white dominance. It's fucking unbelievable. You know, and just how these these people I'm going to talk about this, right? I'm going to talk about this because I I'm not I'm not a person who hates white people or hates any type of people or anything like that. People are people, man. And and different races and different cultures, we all have our own things. Our own things that are good and bad. Um you know, for white people, it's you guys have dominated the world. <laughs> and now you're coming into a new age of <clears throat> you know, humanity and equalness and life and love. And so we're seeing the 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 backlash of this remnants of or whatever of this fucking old way of thinking for these fucking people. And then for minorities, you know, minorities live with the DNA of their ancestors. And what was the DNA of their answers? ancestors, you know, um, put through pain and suffering, you know, horrible, horrible, horrible acts of evil, you know, and dehumanization. And that I think has carried over from generation to generation to generation, right? And now we have a new age of minorities, right, that have come from this lineage of oppressed people and people that were hurt. And so inside of us, inside of people of color, I feel like there is that, that rage, that, that hurt, that pain, even though we may have not even have experienced it fully ourselves, somewhere down the line in our ancestry, somebody did. I have this weird thing about looking at lineage and family. And I really feel like, you know, if 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 our DNA is encoded through our body and that's how we reproduce and we we're able to pass that DNA into somebody else, right? Into a little you, right? You and someone you create somebody. And then that person goes on and, and shares that DNA and makes a new, you know, but that DNA still kind of still lingers, right? It's like a record. It's like a book that just like, you just keep adding chapters to it. So, you know, I think that, I think that a lot of what humans have experienced in life still resonates with us today, you know? And that's why when we see fucked up shit in the world like this, as minorities, 
as people of color, it really, really deeply fucking hurts us and offends us and angers us. You know. And again, I usually keep quiet about this type of shit. Not that I ignore it or anything, but I just keep quiet about it because there's so much people talking on on social media and this and that. And it's like, I'm not going to sit here and argue with people or comment or this and that. If you want to hear my views, if you want to hear my thoughts on life, then tune into the podcast, you know, and if you don't agree with it, that's okay. If you agree with it, that's okay. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I know we're ending on a more serious note for today's podcast, but you know, it's, it's some shit we should think about. Um, and maybe people should think about that too, is what we come from and what everyone comes from, Right. And uh, for that guy, the the you know, I'm not even gonna go say his name, but for the former officer that ignored his human duties and his humanity and ignored his any goodness he had in his heart, you know, he's gonna rot in jail. He's gonna rot in prison, or I'm calling it, he's gonna commit suicide in prison, you know. But he's definitely going to be somebody's bitch for a little bit. You know, it's uh, it's just sad, right? It's just sad that somebody had to lose their life, you know, in order to, to get the ball rolling on some shit like this, right? Um, and to the family of George Floyd, you know, pray for them and, and give them strength and but I'm sure that the the world, how the world has reacted to this, I'm sure that's given them strength. Um, not that it's any easier or anything like that, you know, but it's given them strength and it's almost like their son has, has become this messiah, this martyr, you know, for for the black community. And, you know, we all we all go at some point, right? We all die. Um, and that's why we have children and this and that, and, you know, we all go, um, but no one wants to be a victim of violence, of evil, right? To go, to go, you know, through, through a victim of violence and evil is not how anybody should go or want to go, but most of humanity has gone to violence and evil. So I've said it before, As a society, we need to reflect a little more. And instead of talking, you know, we should sometimes shut the fuck up, take it in, think about it, and then we'll come back and talk. All right. So thank you for tuning in to Risk Report, episode number 31. Peace and love. I'll see you guys soon. Holy Ghost, help me cope. I can 
to see you through the smoke. Are you the one that's leading me down this road? Well, if so, let me know. Holy Ghost, help me go. I can see you through the smoke. Are you the one that's leading me down this road? Well, if so, let me know. Holy Ghost, let me know. Why I see my homie so wherever I go It's like he wants me to pursue my goals and travel the globe But will you judge me for my sins with the gavel of gold? Are these demons gonna drag me below? If I make enough money, will it cover the toe? Or was it all metaphors you think of when you get old? I've seen way too many signs just to let it all go I suppose that I'm letting out flows Just to get a better scope of what's inside my dome Before I'm inside a tomb From a clip full of chrome Wondering why the fuck do I feel so alone I got a family that loves me but I never go home This is the good, bad, and ugly getting heavy as stone Ready as I'll ever be, judge me from your throne Because pussy, money, weed is everything I can do So Holy Ghost, help me go I can see you through the smoke Are you the one that's leading me down this road? Well, if so, let me know. Holy Ghost, help me go. I can see you through the smoke. Are you the one that's leading me down this road? Well, if so, let me know. I look to you so I could find some guidance in the dark. What am I supposed to do when I see the signs I'm giving and I know it's you? Can you numb the pain inside my brain before I fall apart? Do you see what I'm going through when my dreams and illusions get misconstrued? So Holy Ghost, let me know. Why I work my ass off and see little results I hear the devil play his fiddle so I drop my flows In the middle of a riddle just to rock this show I never stop, I go, conquer obstacles I'm just a sinner who delivers dark thoughts like Pope Life is just a river and we row the boat You either sink or float, at least we think there's hope What can soothe this journey and can mend a broken heart? I don't have a single clue I'm just doing what I love all to give to you I can feel this life call out my name I've known it from the start And this is what I'm meant to do Put my soul in this heart as I search the truth